Good morning. Welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today. And I apologize for those of you who were with us yesterday and our live stream in the morning was kind of glitchy. I put it back up. So if you didn't know that and you missed it, you can watch it without the problems. Uh, I recorded it and, and posted it later. And again, if we ever have those issues, that's what I do. Sometimes the internet, as wonderful as it is, can be sketchy. But welcome. If you're here for our first time, I give you a special welcome. I hope you'll join us regularly as we get into the Word of God, talk about it, pray about it, and allow it to change our lives. But this morning, we've been talking, this week, last two weeks, we've been talking about the creation and evolution controversy and discussion. This morning, I'd like to ask, what makes the impossible possible? It's a great question when you consider it. Because as creationists, we would answer this question by saying, God makes the impossible possible. With God, all things are possible. And we make no apology for acknowledging and stating right up front that when we talk about the origin of the universe, the origin of of earth, the origin of life, the origin of animals, of us, that we bring God into the picture. We make no apology for that. We believe God is alive. We believe the creation is his work, and he's done things that cannot be explained apart from him. Now, he's left plenty of evidence and reason to think that he did it, to drive a logical thinking, inquiring mind to faith in God, and that happens. It's his invisible attributes are clearly seen in the world he made, but we make no apology for saying as creation scientists, God is at the center of this action. On the other hand, naturalistic evolutionists will often say it happened by nat- just natural processes. The universe results from a bang, the big bang. The, the earth is here for that reason. Life began. Somehow we don't know, but it, we don't have the answer. The evolutions don't yet have the answer, but they have a confidence that one day they will know how life could have come from non-living material. And then we even get into uh, all kinds of the whole theory of evolution. And essentially what we're told there is as impossible as it is, because indeed we don't see it, as impossible as it is, given enough time, anything can happen. Now, I've got to be more specific in how I'm going to answer this. If you talk to an evolutionist, they'll admit that we don't see, you know, like intermediary species on Earth right now. We don't see uh, all of what would have been predicted walking around. They say that's buried in the fossil record from long, long ages past. They might at times refer to what we call microevolution, and microevolution is small changes within a species. The most common, of course, is the different size beaks on the finches in the Galapagos Islands discovered by Darwin. This has become quite well known. The different finches living on different islands because they eat different nuts and berries had different beaks, and the idea was they would have adapted to that environment, and that's a sign of evolution. But we point out there's still finches. As creationists, we don't have any problem with adaptation. We don't have any problem with even what we would refer to, what we refer to as selection, natural selection, they'd call it. We don't have a problem with this. 
Our argument is that everything reproduces after its own kind. A finch will always be a finch, no matter what size beak it has. A human, a human, and I've noticed some of us humans have different size beaks as well, but we're all humans. We might have some differences. We might have different skin colors, hair colors, eye colors, height, weight, body structure, all kinds of things that we might have. There might be different differences that come from various ethnic backgrounds from around the world, but we're all human beings. Those finches were all finches. We have no problem with variety within a species and some coming forth and adapting in a particular environment. What we don't accept is what is known as macroevolution. Whereas we might say uh, all those finches had a common ancestor, what we don't accept is that the finches and the tadpoles had a common ancestor, or the fishes, finches and the, the, the uh, turtles and the globs had a common ancestor going back far enough. We don't believe that. We believe there is, there is a limit. This would be called macroevolution. Now, often the way this is explained is the time issue. Given enough time, these little changes be, could become big changes. That's what we're told, given enough time. And so they come up with uh, these huge amounts of time. And in my years of debating this issue, I've seen time fluctuate literally by billions of years. You know, the time that, you know, thought the universe was 5 billion and then 8 billion and then 12 billion and then 15 billion years old. That's aging quite a bit. I'm, I'm not that old, and, and these billions of years have been added in my lifetime. To, there's discussions about 20 million. You know, this rock layer represents 20 million. No, 30 million, 20 to 30 million years or 60 million years and huge amounts of time. I mean, these numbers are staggering. Who can get your head around it? I joke it's like the national debt, you know. We add a trillion here, a trillion there doesn't seem, you know, 40 billion here, 100 billion there, doesn't seem like that much because the number's so big, no one can comprehend how big it is anyway. I sure don't. Doubt you do either. The point being, these numbers are so huge that it's easy to think, given enough time, anything can happen. And that's kind of the claim. Given enough time, anything can happen. I don't think so, because when we're talking about the difference between micro and macro evolution, typically, usually, micro evolution involves the turning off of a gene or the deletion of some genes. It, it, it's, the, it's the loss of genetic information. Macro evolution would require a tremendous amount of additional information. Just stop and think, friends. It's one thing to have uh, beaks that change, you know, different size beaks that come from recessive genes coming forward or adapting in different environments. It's a huge difference to say that we evolved from a single organism up to like us. You know, we've got a brain. We've got a heart. We've got a circulatory system, nervous system. We're sexual animals, not asexual. We are, you and I are so incredibly complex. And there would have been from the original, over this millions and millions of years, there would have had to have been so much information added to code for who we are and the tremendous variety of the tremendous complexity of animals that are on earth now, so much would have had to have been added. And the mechanism of saying, 
we, we just don't believe it could, it's there. We don't believe evolution can provide it. We believe, again, microevolution is usually, typically, the, the deletion of genes, recessive genes that would have been, uh, traits that would have been hidden because they were recessive coming forth in a, and the dominant genes being uh, selected out, uh, that would be microevolution. Macroevolution would require a tremendous, I mean, incredible amounts of additional information. More information added, shall we say, than any computer code we've ever had, any operating system, the most complex, the most complex computer code we've generated ever, we've developed ever, doesn't come close to the genetic differences between you and I and the simplest forms of life. And they'd say, given enough time, all of that could have been added. I liken it, well, I, I just don't go there. I just don't believe it. I liken it to, I give some metaphors. If someone were to observe me on campus walking from west to east, and they observe me taking five steps in five seconds, they that that's scientific observation. That's a good scientist. Tom walked west to east, five steps, five seconds. Now, they might pull out their calculator and say, hmm, Tom's 65 years old, five seconds, hmm, do their calculation, say, wow, if we extrapolate that back, Tom walked here all the way from China. Well, you say, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. There's an ocean in between. There's mountains in between. There's rivers in between. There's a desert in between. It's one thing to, to walk on a sidewalk five steps, it's another thing to cross over the whole earth. And I see that the same way genetically. It's one thing to have small little changes in a period of time uh, in, in, our, in our genetic uh, our features. And so our features that are in our genes. It's a whole other thing to say that you could extrapolate that back 30 million years and, and there would have been these little changes going on over that period of time. And that that would explain how we could be related to some other common ancestor, not even remembering our closest common ancestor. And, and people are told all the time, we're 98% like a chimpanzee. And yet, what does that mean? That there's probably about 60 million genetic differences between us and them. Whoa, that's a big difference, isn't it? 98% alike seems like, you know, he's my cousin. 60 million differences, that's quite a bit, take quite a bit of time. We don't believe it happened. So here's a question. When we look at origins, we look at the world, some people want to X God out and say, no, these things aren't, Genesis isn't possible because science has disproven it. And they say, uh, we say with God, all things are possible. With God, the, the genome was created. With God, life was created. With God, a mature creation was made. Animals were created mature. You and I, Adam and Eve, excuse me, Adam and Eve were created. They already had the brain, the heart, the circulatory system, the nervous system, the, 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 the interdependent uh, organs, etc. They were created mature, much like we are today, much like we are today. There hasn't been much change between you and Adam. If Adam or Eve walked down the street, put the clothes on, but if they walked down the street, you wouldn't notice them as being any different than who you or I are. They, would, they wouldn't stand out at all. This is what we believe. The evolutionist believes, given enough time, what we can't see, 
what doesn't what no one has ever seen macroevolution happen all of these things given enough time what it's really pretty impossible would become possible now one final word i want to say about this is what's known as entropy entropy is the over time things deteriorate over time you know your your building's going to your your house is going to deteriorate over time you and i are going to deteriorate over time, everything deteriorates and dies. It's called an increase. Of, it's, entropy is an increase of disorder. We believe this applies to the gene as well. It applies to the human beings. I don't believe we're evolving. I believe we're actually devolving. I think the gene, the human gene and uh, genes of animals are actually devolving, which is part of the reason we've got new diseases come on the on the scene and, and we've got new health issues that come on the scene that need to, because actually our gene is breaking down. We're not developing a greater complexity, we're losing genetic information. Microevolution is working against us. Macroevolution's not at work. Genetic entropy, I think the Achilles heel of, of how of biological evolution. So we pray. Father in heaven, we acknowledge that you are our creator and that you with you all things are possible. Father, that we, we don't think time is the answer. We think you are. When we look at this huge universe, we look at the complexity of life, we look at the diversity in this, of life in this world, we look at all these things, and we just kneel and give you praise as our creator. We don't think it just happened given enough time. We think it happened because you are an awesome, awesome, awesome God. We give you praise, and we worship you with all of our heart. Father, today we're reminded of what a powerful God you are. And Father, I know that some of us on here, we really need to see miracles from you. And I pray that we would not have a naturalistic view of life and of history that causes us to think you're a small, impotent God, but we'd see you as the creator of the universe who can do anything. You're a mighty, you're the almighty God. Father, we're, we're reminded you've done miracles in the past. You've done great things for for your children in the past. You've done great things for them. We ask you to do it for us. Do it again. Do it today, Lord. Some of us who really need to see the hand of God in our lives, our families, our churches, our nation, we ask, oh God, move among us. Let us see your great miracles in our day as well. We love you. Dedicate ourselves to you. We're followers of Jesus Christ, and we're not ashamed to say that that, that's the case. We believe in you, and we thank you for your guidance, protection, and and leading in our life. We rejoice in you today, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, I'm so glad to have you along with us today. You guys who are here regularly, I love you guys. I'm so glad you come here, and I know I'm sowing the seed of God's Word on good soil, and I know you're becoming stronger as a result. I'm so glad for that. You encourage me. Sometimes when I'm out and about around the country and you introduce yourself to me and I meet some of the people who are coming here regularly, I just want you to know it encourages me. If you're new or if you're regular, leave a comment below. Let me know who you are. Make sure you subscribe to the channel so you can keep in touch with us. And, and, uh, and leaving a like and leaving a comment, this helps the videos be seen by more people. So go ahead and do that. Help grow our community. Tell your friends and so forth. Okay? So until we meet tomorrow, might the Lord bless you, strengthen you, fill you with his grace and his peace. I love you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.